Amen. So I need wisdom. If you need wisdom, tell your neighbor, say, I need some wisdom. We need wisdom on what to do and how to do it. We need wisdom on raising children. We need wisdom on helping people break out of areas in their lives. We need wisdom on a lot of different things. Uh, Psalms 111.10. Let's take a look and let's just begin to see where wisdom starts. Anybody got an idea where wisdom starts? Let's read Psalms 111.10. Can we get her mic on? You got her mic here? She can read that thing. Don't, we'll just move on past that. If you get it, great. If, if you don't, we'll move on. He's trying to find the PowerPoint. I guess I didn't give it to him in the right format. And, and sometimes that happens. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Say that with me. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Everybody. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. If we want to look at a biblical definition of how we can get wisdom, I mean, it's not something you can go capture. Like, you know, you can capture an armadillo. I've had an armadillo in my yard that I've been trying to capture. I want you to know that God finally gave me some wisdom and I got that sucker. Now, if you're with PETA, I, I, I apologize, but I got him and I took dominion over that armadillo that was trying to take dominion over some of my plants. Amen? Amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, God gave us dominion. Gave us and pastor took it. <laughs> I took that dominion over that armadillo. Anyways, you know, Lord bless the armadillo. Come on, somebody. So, you know, we, we've got these uncertain times and we're saying, how do, we, how do we understand this wisdom? Where do I get this wisdom? Where does it start with? And the Bible is very clear. It tells us that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. So I began to, God began to start stirring this within me about six months ago. And I began to start seeking God on it. I was like, God, I need this wisdom. I need the wisdom. We need wisdom in the economy the way it is. I need wisdom in businesses. God, we need wisdom to be able to get to the people. How can we impart wisdom? Where can it come from? Where does it get it? I got to get it, God. I'll fast and I'll pray for three days. Fasted, three days prayed and say, God, I need the wisdom of God. I need to have the wisdom. And he said, do you know where it's starts i'm familiar with the word of god but i began to start looking now at wisdom if wisdom is a principal thing and i said the word of god says the fear of the lord is the beginning of wisdom all of a sudden i went to the fear of the lord and i began to start looking at the fear of the lord let's read with you just flip over from psalms to proverbs let's look at um Chapter 1, verse 7. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. The fear of the Lord now is the beginning of knowledge. The Bible says that fools, I don't want to be a fool. Don't call anybody a fool. I've had some people call me a fool, and then I've read the Bible, and I'm like, I don't think I want to be the fool. Come on, somebody. Don't call anybody a fool, but it says fools despise wisdom and instruction. We got some people that don't want to be instructed in the ways of the Lord. And if that's the case, then they fall into that category. Hello? 
So let's be instructed in the ways of the Lord. Let's get a hold of the things of God and let's allow God to begin to grow us. So the biblical definition, if we were going to look at something, let's look at the fear of the Lord. Can we look at that? I know we want to have wisdom in uncertain times, but if we don't lay the foundation and get the very beginning of where wisdom comes from, it's going to be the fear of the Lord. Many of you have seen commercials, you've seen television, you've seen these t-shirts that people would wear and it would have those two eyes on it and I'm not sure what else was on it, but it said fear this or no fear. Anybody seen the t-shirts that said no fear? So you got kids and, and adults and everybody else and we watch society and we're not, well, I'm not supposed to be afraid. I'm not fear. I don't fear nothing. And there's people that have stood out and tried to tempt the Lord thy God and said, you know, I don't fear him. Where's the lightning bolts? Where's all these things coming down from heaven? Have you ever done that? Don't tell me today. But we've, we have people that say, well, if God is who he is, then let the lightning bolt come down out of heaven. Uh, they don't understand God's grace. Come on, somebody. So we've got a society, a whole world that says, I'm not going to be afraid. In fact, we're cocky. We're arrogant. We're all these other things. And we're saying, you know what? I, I'm gonna, there ain't going to be no fear in me. What about the fear of the world? And what about the fear in the world? And what about the fear of God? Is there a difference? And God began to start dealing me with me on this. So let's take a look at the, the, the fear of the Lord. The definition in the Hebrew literally means the fear of God, or it means respect, reverence, or piety. It means respect and reverence. You know, I, I am not afraid, scared of God. Hello? But I have respect and reverence for who God is and what he can do. Because I'm telling you, if I don't, I can be a greasy spot on that seat right there. Can I get an amen? amen. God created us and created us in his image and in his, and in his likeness. He created us. He created us to be like him, to operate like him, to speak like him, to talk like him, to be able to have our ways like him, to think like him, to have the wisdom of God. Now, I've got to have the wisdom of God. And one of the things that, that as we begin to start looking at the society and begin to start seeing the fear of the Lord uh, on society or the lack thereof. Can I say that? The lack thereof, the fear of God on society. We've got people that are upset that are saying, you know, well, well, where was God when Columbine happened? Well, maybe in 1960, 62, when we decided to kick God out of school, maybe God says, you know what? If that's what you want, I'm going to back out. Hello? And now we're saying, where is God on this? And where is God on that? And where is God on that? Maybe God doesn't even exist. Oh, oh, come on, somebody. That's foolishness. That's foolishness. That is talk of a fool. Because the Bible says that a fool says in, the heart, in his heart, there is no God. So I began to start saying, God, what about the fear of the Lord? What about this thing? And so I, I began to look at some scriptures. You know me, I, I just like to go ahead and get some scriptures on it. I began to look at the difference between the fear, of, the fear of like the world or the fear of mankind and the fear of God. And there is a difference. I respect God. I honor God. The fear of God is, is being able to know that when God said something or says something to you, that it is utmost important for you to carry out what he said. Are you with me? 
The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Do you need wisdom? Anybody need some wisdom? I got to have some wisdom in this place today. I got to have some wisdom in my life. I got to have the wisdom. Uh, Pastor Jerry's got to have the wisdom to know what to do and how to do it and and how to eat right and exercise and and get his body back to where he can out-ski all of us. Come on, somebody. (laughs) And the guys that that, that always see the back of his coat on on the ski slope say, Amen. Amen. The fear of the Lord... Is it something that our society has just done away with? We need to have wisdom. And if we have wisdom, it's going to start with the fear of God. So now I've I've asked them to hand out to you the information that I've, I've pulled off. I want us to look at this. How important is the fear of the Lord? We'll talk about wisdom, we'll talk about revelation, we'll talk about understanding and healing and deliverance and, you know, praise and worship and all those things, and they're very, very important, but at the very start of wisdom is the fear of the Lord that I think we should look at it. Might just be me, but I just think we should look at the fear of the Lord. So let's take a look at this. Everybody get a handout? Hand her one. Have we got any extras? can have mine, brother. We've got any extras? We can have them. I want you to have that. I want you to take that home with you. I hope you put it in your Bible. I hope you'll continue to look at it. Anybody else need one? Lynette gave hers away. Let's give Miss Lynette one. I know she reads it. I want to have reverence. I want to be, I'm in awe of God. I'm in awe of God. We can look at people in your lives that you may be in awe of. And I'm sure each and every one of us has had somebody in our life that we look at and we go, wow, look at that. Wow. If we get athletes, you can see athletes that, that can do some tremendous things. You say, wow, look at that. You can see dancers that can do some tremendous things. You think, wow, look at that. I, I've seen people that sing and I'm thinking, wow, look at that. You know, there are people that, that, that academically are, are just off the charts, super smart, you know, and, and you just think, wow, look at that. I mean, that's just an amazing thing. There are people that've got abilities and talents that you just look at and go, wow, that's incredible. How can they do that? That's just an amazing thing. People that, that generate and, and, and invent computers and microchips and everything else. I remember the company that I used to work for, this whole room was about the size of the computers, and the computers were 12, 14 feet high and there were six or eight feet wide anybody know what i've ever seen them things they were monsters when they first came out now you got them now you got them in a little deal like this and you got them a little handheld things and they're little chips and all sorts of little stuff that they can go on there'll be a little computer and a watch pretty soon that'd be dick tracy deal we're saying short are you there the wisdom is is just tremendous but it has to begin with the fear of the lord Second Chronicles 19.7. It says, Let the fear of the Lord be upon you. Be careful what you do for the Lord or your God, or you will have no part in unrighteousness or partiality or of taking a bribe. Now then, let the fear of the Lord be upon you. When I look at this scripture, can I break this down? What I see there is let the fear of the Lord come upon you. The fear of the Lord has to be something we have to allow in our life. The word let is permissive. God said, let there be light. In other words, God said, I permit light to come upon the scene. You have to permit the fear of the Lord. 
in your life. Do you see that? Anybody see that? Second Chronicles 19.9 says, Then he charged them, saying, Thus you shall do in the fear of the Lord, faithfully and wholeheartedly. I want to begin to walk and have wisdom, and I want to be able to have it in the fear of the Lord. And, and, and in order for me to get wisdom, I've got to have the fear of the Lord, isn't it? Godly wisdom, biblical, biblical definition, I've got to be able to have the fear of the Lord. I'm going to skip Job 28.28. 28. We're going to go back to that in just a few minutes. Psalms 19.9 says, The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true, and they are righteous altogether. The fear of the Lord is clean. The fear of the Lord endures forever. So if I allow this fear of the Lord to come upon my life, is it just for a season, or would it endure forever? Hello, everybody? Forever. Forever. It endures forever. It's kind of like the word of the Lord, isn't it? Isn't it? it doesn't say the word. Jesus said, I'm the word, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus was the word. He became flesh, came and dwelt among us. Psalms 34, 11 says, Come, you children, listen to me, and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. So not only do we need to have permission, give permission for the fear of the Lord to operate in our lives, we've got to allow the spirit of the living God. The Holy Spirit teaches us. Hello? He's the teacher. He teaches us. And this, this scripture here says, listen to me and I will teach you the fear of the Lord. So it's something that we have to be taught. Psalms 111.10, we read that earlier. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Good understanding have all those who do his commandments. His praise endures forever. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Proverbs 1.7, fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs one twenty nine because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. We have a choice to choose the fear of the Lord. I can feel the Spirit of God all over this. We have a choice to say, I'm going to reverence God or not reverence God. Like, like was, was prophesied today and spoken forth today. That God is not a hard taskmaster saying, you serve me. We are allowed to serve God. Come on, somebody. I don't serve God because I have to. When I have to, it becomes a religion. I serve God because I want to, and it's a relationship. Proverbs 2, 5. Then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. I guess there's some discernment of the fear of the Lord. Am I really fearing God in reverence and awe? Or am I doing it out of religious duty? Or am I doing it because I'm scared of God? Or do I really love God? I mean, God's my father. Now listen, I'm telling you, my biological father was, was, a, was a bricklayer for 16 years. He, he had some guns. The men know what I'm talking about. Women, he had some guns. He was had some muscle. And my brother one time told me, he said, you don't ever want dad to hit you. My father was not a violent man. My father was, uh, he was a very moral man. And he wouldn't, he, the last thing he would do, hit you. But sometimes, well, in this case, after my brother had been out all night long and had five five uh, tickets and, and his car impounded and he came home and thought he was bigger and badder than dad. I think dad let him know where he stood. And my brother came back to me and he said, don't ever let him hit you. 
I never let my father hit me. My, I, 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 I wasn't afraid of my daddy, but I respected and honored my dad enough that I wouldn't want to do anything to cause him to that place of anger against me. Are you with me? I let my brother do that, amen? <laughs> so it says we have to discern the fear of the Lord. Let's look at Proverbs eight thirteen. The fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Pride and arrogance and the evil way and the perverted mouth I hate. If we're going to fear God, I have to hate evil. I'm sorry, but I fear God, so I hate evil. I don't hate the evil person. Come on, somebody. I hate the evil that's taking place. I hate the enemy and his schemes and his, and his snares that he kind of puts into the, into the paths of the, evil pe- of the people and operates evil through them. So the fear of the Lord is to hate evil. Say hate evil. So you know what? There's a lot of times we're like, you know what? Oh, it's okay. Let them be the way they want to be. Doesn't mean I can't stand up and say, hey, wait a minute. It, that's wrong. It's amazing that a woman can be elected as uh, Miss America or Miss California or whatever, and then they ask her a question, and she stands up and gives an honest answer of her belief system, and then she's kicked out because of the word that she gave. Come on, somebody. Anybody know what I'm talking about? That is wrong. She stood up and voiced her opinion. On the other side, people will stand up and voice their opinion. They're for homosexuality or, or they're for this or they're for that. That's their opinion. They can voice it. It's freedom of speech. But then when a Christian, a believer of God gets up and voices their opinion, there's repercussions of it and something is wrong. So I say, I fear God and I hate evil. I hate those that do evil. Come on, somebody. I want them to be set free. I want them to come to the fear of the Lord and turn from the kingdom of dark into the kingdom of light. Can I get an amen? amen. So the fear of the Lord and, and God was just beginning to stir this within me. It, it was like, God, look at, look at Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. There it is again. And the knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. Proverbs 10.27. The fear of the Lord prolongs life, but the years of the wicked will be shortened. You mean, if I fear the Lord, I can even live longer. Mm, I'm not going to finish this all today, I know. But let's, let's, I want you to think about that. May, well, you know, some of you might be, <laughs> you don't want to live, I don't want to live to be 120. I don't want to live to be 160 years old. Hey, if, I'm, I'm, if I am healthy, I'm all right. I'm for that. Come on, somebody. Yes. And I know people that fear the Lord. She's not, she's not here today, but Gigi fears the Lord, and she's 96 years old. I've spoken with her about her past and some things, and there were things she just wouldn't do. And we're, I'm like, why didn't you? Because I just it wasn't pleasing to God. She wasn't afraid of God, but she knew she had the fear of the Lord. She had the reverence and awe of God, and she's been healthy for 96 years. Come on, somebody. The fear of the Lord, on the backside, Proverbs 14, 26 and 27. The fear of the Lord, there is strong confidence. There is confidence, strong confidence in the fear of the Lord, and his children will have refuge. 
The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. Woohoo! Anybody wants a fountain of life going on? We're all looking for the fountain of youth, but the fear of the Lord is the fountain of life. You can have life at 70 some odd years old and still be skiing, riding four wheelers, come on somebody, boating and all this other stuff because you have the fear of the Lord in your life and God says the fear of the Lord is a fountain of life. You can have that fountain of life in your life. It's the fear of the Lord. Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasures and turmoil with it. <laughs> In other words, I'd, have, I'd rather have a little than a whole lot and get all the stuff that comes with that whole lot. Sometimes there's turmoil and all this other stuff with great treasure. Some people say, well, I want great wealth. Well, you guess what? There might be some things you may not want to come with great wealth. Come on, somebody. But the fear of the Lord, better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure with turmoil with it. Proverbs fifteen thirty three says, The fear of the Lord is the instruction for wisdom, and honor comes before humility. Sixteen six, The loving kindness and truth iniquity is atoned for, but the fear of the Lord one keeps away from evil. I, I am not perfect. I don't claim to be perfect. I'm forgiven. I'm thankful for that. But how do you stay away from evil? This, somebody needs this today. And this is the fear of the Lord. Paul says, I can do the things that I want to do, but the things that I may do may not be good for me. We have this freedom in Christ Jesus he set us free from the curse of the law, right? He's, he, we got this freedom in God. So I can go do things that others may not be able to do. Okay, can I talk about me for just two minutes? Two minutes. I can go have a drink, alcohol. I can do that. Is it going to lose my salvation? For me having a drink of alcohol? I don't think so. But I can't do that. And I, that's for me. See, I have a brother, biological brother, my older brother that got in trouble. I guess you know why he got in trouble. Well, he, be, he became an alcoholic. From a young age, he began to drink. I did too. So alcohol is not something I can play with. Hello? I'm talking about me. I'm not talking about you. I can't play with it. It might be all right for you, but it's not all right for me. I can do it, and it affects other people. If I walked into the grocery store and you saw me buying beer, or you saw me coming out of the ABC store, I'm wondering if you would come back next Sunday. I'm talking about me. But you can't say it doesn't affect you, because it does. Because both of you, a lot of you thought, yeah, it may be right, I probably wouldn't be back next Sunday, or I begin to question whether or not. I have a brother that's an alcoholic, has been, on a New Year's Eve we ended up having to commit him as a family. Um, 
I have, my sisters will tell you. I've got three sisters. One of them is set free, praise God, Bonnie. That's many of you have met Bonnie. But I've got two other sisters that drink on a daily basis. And you don't have to drink on a daily basis to be an alcoholic. Uh-uh. I have alcohol tendencies in my line. My father drank. My mother drank. It was just a family tradition. We just did that. That's what we did. And I began to get what I believe delivered from alcohol. And it was through the fear of the Lord. I came to work one time and we went to this great big party because it was business. And my pastor came in to the restaurant that I was at that day and I had a drink in my hand and when I saw him walk through the first thing I did was (laughs) this is my story I put it behind my back and I heard the spirit of the living God say why would you hide it from him when you don't even hide it from me Well, I know people that when the Spirit of God would have spoke to him would have said, fine then. I won't hide it. But I couldn't do that. Nor can I do that. <laughs> Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you just said, fine, I ain't got no fear of the Lord. You know, okay, God, you want me to show it? I'll do it open. Be careful. Be careful. So with me, I said, I can't go there. So I'm not against alcohol. I would love to see the people start doing statistics on how many accidents are caused because of somebody intoxicated. They don't, I don't know as if they keep them, and if they do keep them, they just don't let you know about it. I think you're going to find that it's somewhere in the neighborhood of automobile accidents other than now when the cell phones and texting and stuff like that, your automobile accidents, you're going to find it's well over probably 50 to 75% maybe that serious accidents are caused by alcohol. I can't do that because I fear the Lord. Are you with me? Not because I'm a scared of God. I don't want the consequences that can come from that. I'm talking about me today. My two minutes are up. I don't want us to not have wisdom because we don't fear God. Eli, will you put on something? I'm going to just... Is it okay if I pick this up tomorrow or next week? Can we finish this next week? I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to take those scriptures and read through them. I want to challenge you to ask about God in your life and the areas in which you fear Him or don't fear Him. Are you with me? In areas in your life. Again, this is not a religious thing. I just want you to get alone with God and say, God, do I have your fear there in our lives? Is there something that maybe I don't have the fear of the Lord in? I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to just say, look, I have to have the fear of the Lord because I need wisdom. 
And if the Bible says that wisdom is the principal thing, the thing that I need the most of, and the Bible says that it has the fear of the Lord is the beginning, the very start of the wisdom of God, then I need to begin to fear God. Fearing God is not whether the kids dance or run or whatever in the sanctuary. I, I treat God with my temple, which is me, with the fear and the reverence of God. I fear God. There's certain things we don't do. We aren't going to do it. But David danced before the Lord. We're going to dance before the Lord. Come on, somebody. So if I fear God and I can't do this, I, cannot, I can't go have a little drinky. <laughs> with y'all <laughs> I can't do it are you with me because I fear God but I also am concerned of what happens in my life if I do that it may be alright for you but if I was to do that would it open the door for the enemy to have access to bring forth that curse that he has a generational curse on my life for alcoholics in my life Maybe you don't have that in your life, but I have identified that and I've seen that. And God is bringing us to a place over the next month that we're going to deal with some generational things. We're going to begin to start cutting off access that the enemy has for us. And we're going to not allow the, the demonic structures to have its hold on us. I, you need to join. You need to join us. We are going to begin to break some things off, and we've even got a created a divorce decree for the things of Baal. Baal is a demonic structure. You can see it in the Bible. There has been a divorce decree where we're going to divorce the stronghold of that spirit of Baal that operates in our life, and we're going to remarry the Lord Jesus Christ. You may have done that in your heart. You may have done that, in, you know, already. You know, look, I, I've done that. That's really great. That, that let's, let's get heaven lined up with earth. Let's get earth lined up with heaven. And let's do this in the natural. Are you with me? Come on. So we're going to begin to look at some things that we can do to cut off the curses in our life. So this is something that has to be the groundwork first. And I'll show you biblically. We'll walk through it what allows these curses to come upon our lives. And, and, and we actually do things that we wouldn't normally want to do. We say things we probably wouldn't normally want to say. But it's all got to start with the fear of the Lord. We're going to get to where God's given us a plan. He's given me a strategy over the next four weeks to get to, to bring us to, to a place to break some things off your life. I'm talking about truly break them off your life. I'm talking about you breaking them off and not going back again like a dog returns to its vomit. I want that for me. And it's got to start with the fear of the Lord. So I'm going to ask you in your study time, I'm going to ask you to, to just read the scriptures and let's talk about the fear of the Lord. you want to do that? Because we need wisdom. We've got some uncertain times ahead of us as an economy. We've got some uncertain times. We've got war on the horizon. It's not going away. It doesn't matter how much you want peace. There is war ahead. 
There's a spiritual war that's fighting for you. God has created you to be demon busters. You guys are awesome. You guys are able to war in the spiritual realm and this man stands in faith and you come in agreement and things begin to happen. Things begin to shift. Things begin to change. Because we fear God. We have the fear of the Lord, the reverence, the awe of who God is. Will you stand up this morning? The Bible says that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. We prayed in Ephesians 1.17 that you would have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God, to know God in a more intimate way. Maybe you're here today and, and you don't know God in that more intimate way. Maybe you want, I, I want to get closer to God. I want to get so close to God that that I can feel the heartbeat of God, that I can feel the blood rushing past me as I'm in the heartbeat of God. Let me pray for you today. Let's, let's just close our eyes a moment and concentrate on God. It's not a religious act. It is a relationship thing. I don't want you to be distracted by somebody else here today. We all need the wisdom of God. But how are we allowing God in our lives to be who He is? The creator of heaven and earth. He knows your name. He knows the number of hairs that you have on your head. He knows exactly how you were knit in your mother's womb. He knew you before the foundation of the earth. This is the God that we're talking about. The God that can take the king's heart and he can turn it. Let God turn your heart today. Away from those things that may not be pleasing to him to those things that are pleasing to him. Let him turn your mind today to the things of the spirit and not things of the flesh. Yes, we can enjoy the things in this world, but they're not to have their hold on us. We are to have the hold on them. So God, I pray for each and every person here today. You've done a tremendous job already. I can't do anything more, but I ask you to take what you've done here today and ask you to seal it to our spirit, seal it to our souls here today that you are the Lord of Lord and King of Kings. That if it wasn't for you, we wouldn't have anything, couldn't be anything, couldn't do anything. We thank you for that. God, let the fear, the reverence, the awe of you come in our lives today. Open up our hearts, open up our minds. Allow you to bring the fear of the Lord. Teach us the fear of the Lord. Let's discern whether it's the fear of the Lord or fear of man or fear of, of this or fear of that, but let it just be the fear of the Lord. Give us discernment today. God, today, if there's somebody that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, I'm asking you, God, to just show them who you are. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, today's the day of salvation. 
You don't have to wait till tomorrow. You don't have to figure them all out because, hey, we're going to spend the rest of our days here trying to figure them out anyway. But God, as you continue to enlarge yourself, each and every one of us, God, I thank you those that are hurt are bringing healing to that situation. God, I thank you that you're using others around us to bring comfort for the families, Lord God, that may be going through difficult times. God, I ask your blessing now to be upon your people here today. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Can we give the Lord some praise today? Okay, that's your, you, got, you got your challenge. Is anybody up for a challenge? You got your challenge. Let's meditate on the word. Let's, let's get into the word vehicle. And I've given you some scriptures. Let's look at the fear of the Lord. And I'm asking you to pull some things out of those scriptures and allow the fear of God to, to take place in your lives today. Hey, if you're here today 